There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Halloween, everyone's entitled to one good scare, and I'm Sebastian. You fooled them, but not me. I'm Andy Schossler. You can't kill the boogeyman. I'm Jordan. I was so close to going with the see anything you like quote, um, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it would translate. The answer is no. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and welcome to our Halloween review of Halloween. Ooh. Roll. Is it the thing? credits so, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this is probably our no we've done psycho i was gonna say is this one of our more traditional horror movie reviews we've done i don't think either of you were with the show at the time but we have done psycho and i think oh we did funnily s- enough the the um, female protagonist in that is jamie lee curtis's uh, mother you stole my trip no yeah. oh so, no no no, no yeah. i'm joking yeah. i know that yeah um, yeah, John, John Carpenter was, you know, sort of saw it as a bit of a tribute to, yeah. to her to cast Jamie Lee Curtis here. Very cool. But yeah, I mean, we did Psycho. We've done Scream. I guess Scream's kind of more of a modern, more modern mm. take than this was. But but runs completely off the tropes yeah. Yeah. set up by Halloween mm. or established by Halloween. But yeah. this is our first of like what I'd say of looking at the Mount Rushmore of horror films in terms okay. of slashes. Because we, yeah. we haven't done any Freddy films. We haven't done any Jason films. We haven't done any of the- The, the Nightmare on Elm Street films are fantastic. Some of them, them. Like, some my, of them are they're like, okay. They're my favorite yeah. horror series. Yeah. Um, At least the the first four, okay. the rest kind of go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> and no Texas. Chainsaw. Oh, and all the Freddy vs. Jasons and uh, forget I, that. I don't mind Freddy vs. Jason <laughs> for what it is, but yeah. But yeah, no, no um, Leatherface or or I want to call it Texas Chainsaw movies. But we've done Halloween, which is I guess the first of all those films I just listed. So maybe next Halloween we can look at taking another head off the off the Mount Rushmore. Right. <laughs> maybe I can't imagine. I'd be to do more than all. happy to. Um, so I've pulled up a handy image to walk us through the timeline of the Halloween series. Oh, oh no. I could, I could probably have done that for you off the top of my headset. <laughs> because there's so freaking yes. many diverging <laughs> timelines. It's a bit of a mess. This is one of the more consistently regarded as canon films in that it only is not canon for one timeline, which is the Rob Zombie one, in which he just restarted from scratch. So... There's the, God, maybe, maybe I should just leave this to Jordan because if you're aware, like it's probably right. better than me reading a picture. I'll, I can I'll, fact I'll check use it for it. reference. <laughs> All right. So, the, yeah, this one, Halloween, would be canon in everything except for the Rob Zombie films because it still remains canon in the new film that came out last year. Then you've got Halloween 2, which came after this, which following is- directly on its like takes place on the same night or the following day sort of thing, which is Halloween 3 doesn't count because they do like a different concept. Oh, I want to talk about Halloween 3 in a bit. Um, Halloween 4, I believe, retcons number two. Actually, no, it doesn't. It kind of starts over because with Halloween 4, they say that, um, blanking on her name now, Laurie is like died in like a car accident or something from memory which starts off the storyline that goes for the next two movies of the main character being 
her daughter. Right. And then those get retconned in Halloween H2O because Laurie's alive again. I didn't <laughs> die. I faked it and changed my name because Michael's crazy. <laughs> That's it. That lasts for like two films because- H2O and then Resurrection. H- I yeah, think. H2O, yeah. sorry, is where that starts. Resurrection, Laurie's in it for like 10 minutes and gets killed again. So that's that. You've got the Rob Zombie films, which are their own thing that we don't need to talk about. We'll leave that to, just just don't worry about it. Don't talk about it. They, he good. starts the story from beginning. So yeah, it's just, it's just a complete reboot. Double, yeah. Then you've got Halloween 6. Well, I, I think I kind of skipped that, but that's also is oof, very, how you going? It follows the same timeline as four and five, I think. Let me double check. So from what I can see, you can go Halloween one, two, four, five, and six, or you can just go Halloween that would be pretty and linear. then the one that came out last year. If yeah. you just want to skip everything in between. And yeah. Just so Halloween more. from last year shares the same title, but it is technically a sequel. It basically just ignores everything that happened after the first film and just picks up on itself. Really good. I personally really, really like it. I think it's great for like a modern take on like a Halloween film because it's a bit, it is a bit more sort of modern in that it uses more of those tropes and all that sort of stuff. Right. And it's you know, moderately, you know, gory and that sort of thing as far as like a modern horror movie would be. It kind of fits that slasher mold, but it is still really, really well made. I quite like it. But those middle sequels are very, <laughs> very touch and go. Halloween 3 is kind of fun just from a filmmaking standpoint. It is, what yeah. What they were originally intending to do was make a Halloween anthology series. So every film was meant to be its own story set on Halloween, completely unrelated apart from the fact that it's a Halloween movie. But then this one did so well and they needed a sequel. So they did a sequel with Mike Myers okay. again. But then they were like, well, what about that original idea where it's an anthology? So three is a completely unrelated story about a company that makes masks masks, that will like suck the life out of kids and give the cult that's making these masks immortality and shit. Silver Shamrock or something, I think it was called. Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one that's headed by the guy who is also the CEO of um, OCP and Robocop? I think so. That brings yeah. a rock okay. bell. I'll double check for you. But um, but yeah, so then, then they were like, oh, people didn't like that Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. They want more Michael Myers. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's it's pretty well liked now. Like it has a bit of a cult following and it like it didn't bomb or anything. Like it made plenty of money based on its budget. It just wasn't very popular in like a grander sense because they're like, oh, right. no Michael Myers, no money. So yeah. they quickly brought him back for number four. <laughs> Which is crazy. Milking him ever since. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an interesting timeline. Um, when you go down like the divergent path when we were, oh, I just, I just had it up guys. I lost it. Um, when you go down the path of seeing from when, you know, you, felt, you go one, two, four, five, six. When you get to that four, five, six category, it's like, oh, Michael's a supernatural being. Here's a cult that- right. Yeah, when they get into the cult of thorn stuff. Yeah. yeah. But then, or you can go the the one to the last one where he's just a serial killer. He's just a crazy mofo. He's yeah. strong, but he's not like a fucking. He's not yeah. literally. Honestly, the yeah. the easiest timeline and the best as far as film quality is just to do that one. Just do the original and then do the new film from last year. Yep. Which is what? That's a both fantastic films. Nineteen seventy eight and two thousand eighteen. So easy a to good follow. Time gap there. Yeah. Uh, of basic maths, I'm going to say forty years. That can't. That doesn't sound right though. It's right. It yep. is. Well, that, look at me go. <laughs> Well, yeah. Maybe I did that, well on that, that way yesterday. You, you miss Laurie dying and being magically brought back to life because they needed a convenient story. You can skip all the Jamie Lloyd stuff. It's good in and of itself. You can get rid of all the Cold of Thorn garbage <laughs> and just, just enjoy two very good films. I'm trying to remember if it's number four or number five, but one of them does have Paul Rudd in it though. That's number six. Number si- oh, yeah. well, there you go. Which so maybe that you jump back that one. not good. But Paul Rudd's in it, so and he looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's Paul, what, actually, yeah, Paul number six Rudd. is Paul Rudd. The yeah, Paul Rudd. Really? It's one of his very yeah. early, yeah, no, 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 his I, very I, early I films. Okay. It might, I think the credits may even say introducing Paul Rudd. It may be I one of his first films. It, Johnny Depp is in Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street. Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. It's great because he gets eaten by a bed. Mm. <laughs> they, all, they all get their start yeah. somewhere here. Yeah. Number six is weird because it's when you watch the theatrical cut, it's a fucking mess. Like okay. it just but goes all over the place. It it's you could almost compare it to to Tenant from last week in a way. It just it jumps all over the place. It's hard to follow. Right. But there is a director's cut which makes the film make a lot more sense. There's not that much that's added. It's like literally maybe like two or three extra scenes, but the movie just suddenly makes sense. Okay. It's it's one of those movies that got really butchered in in cutting. 
All right, so Paul Rudd was in that movie. It was the same year that he was also in Clueless. So this, oh, wow. So okay. to give timelines, the Mount Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers was a 1995 film, which is a lot more recent than mm. I would have pegged it in my brain. And even. I do believe as well, he the character he plays in that film, I'm pretty sure is Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Doyle. Is, Tommy Doyle, sorry. Jarvis is from Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, yeah, Tommy Doyle, who's the kid in this film. Right. So there is a bit of a, a link there as well. What? He was in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, sorry, oh, Romeo oh. plus Juliet, the... Baz Luhrmann, yeah. Who did he play in that? Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is a great. We should have just on the Dave Paris. Uh, I guarantee there was no Dave in the original script. <laughs> <in> the original <laughs> text. To be honest, I only remember John Leguizamo from that film because he's good in everything. Uh, he's, he really is. <laughs> he really, really is, including um, the Mario Brothers. What was <laughs> the, the actor we were looking for, though? Because I jumped into your Halloween movie to find the actor, and I couldn't. Um, from, oh, from, it was from, from number three. Yeah, but three the head of the company. Yeah, the head of the, the head I of that company. I couldn't tell you what his name is. Who's doing the whole uh, cult? Yeah, thing uh, is also. Uh, no, I was asking if that was if that was the same guy. Is Tom Atkins? Do you mean him? him? I don't know him by name. Well, I couldn't tell What's you this. Like? I'm an old is he, is white he the man. CEO in Robocop? I don't have his. Yeah, Robocop would have to be pretty high up in his credits if he was. Eighty-seven was Robocop. He's not listed though. It would, I, think, well, I feel like matter. it would be in like his. You'd think so. But in I don't know what he does. His title character name is in CEO Brass. So I don't. I have to guess what the <laughs> CEO's not. name I'm is. Sure it it is. could just be another old white man. <laughs> uh, it could be. Anyway, Halloween. Ooh, where were uh, we? We went off on a on a tangent of. Paul of Rudd came up. <laughs> um, pointed. Oh yeah, Dan O. Herlery. That sounds about right. He plays. He's in Robocop, but his title in number two. He's credited as the old man. Right. That checks out. Yeah. Um, and in first Robocop, what is he credited as? The old man. The old man. Yeah. Okay. The old man. Yeah. That's what, my, that's, that's my, what he's introduced. I was pretty close. Yeah. yeah. So there is a character that's in this. Anyway, Halloween. <laughs> so slasher films are awful and you shouldn't waste your time on them because oh. they're a waste of time. In Come general, I now. would agree. Come <laughs> now. Don't be so harsh. I, look, I would never begrudge anybody for liking something, you know, whatever it happens to be. That's fine. You like it. That's completely... Up to you. <laughs> I don't get it. I sit down to watch a slasher film when I'm compelled to because I would never do it on my own back. I just don't don't get out of it what other people seem to really enjoy about it. I don't I don't follow yeah. the scares. I don't think it's particularly believable. It always seems I don't want to say contrived, but that's the only word that I can mm. think of that's that's appropriate. Because the whole it's thing- a, It's a fair criticism of the genre. <laughs> well, the whole thing is, is designed to to eliminate people until you get down to the final showdown where one person gets away, mm. you know, either by being virtuous or clever or whatever happens to be, and the villain either gets their comeuppance or quite typically just gets away and that's it. It's it's a very open-ended story. And I don't know. I never I never enjoy them. That's fair enough. I, I don't know what it is that I like about them. I just enjoy them. Okay. You know? <laughs> I just think, I think they're fun. Because like that, for the most part, like you're just a nice, like simple thing. And like, I, I don't know. I just like, I don't know if slashes are necessarily what I like, but I enjoy like horror movies. And I guess they're just a, a subset of that. I think they just wind up being so popular because like, it's not like slasher movies in general are good, but there's a very sort of select group of series that are like, Popular, and I find that it's just okay. based off the characters more than anything, as opposed to it being like, oh, slasher movies are good. It's like, no, like these particular characters and these villains or these archetypes are what's popular. Because I think if you look at it from a sense of like, there's so many slasher movies that are absolutely awful that nobody likes, and, and I think nobody that's part talks of, about, for, for, which is why it has such a stigma. Right. But from the, you, from my understanding, that's part of the appeal. That yeah, they are a bit can campy. Be. Yeah, it can be definitely. I, I mean, some of my favorite like horror movies or slasher movies are just campy and like arguably not good. And <laughs> ha- Halloween's not exempt from that because the acting no, is not. It's not fantastic. Pristine no. from everybody. I, I only really <laughs> not even a little bit. I, I really picked up on that on this viewing. It's not something that I picked up on previously because yeah. I, I do love Halloween. Like it would be okay. one of my favorite horror movies, but I've not watched it in quite a, like a few years, probably like yeah. this particular version. And like watching it back this time, I was like, oh yeah, that's some yeah, some that's not very good. Hey, <laughs> I, I want to draw a distinction from between slashes and and just suspenseful films in general mm. like slashes are a subset 
Yeah, oh, of suspenseful. course. And, and I like suspenseful films. I like thrillers. Um, I mean, we were talking about The Terminator a, a few weeks ago. Sure. And arguably that's a slasher film just with, you know, a monster that isn't yeah, human. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and yet I enjoy that, I think, because in part it's it's so so detached from reality that it's it, it, it's not a case of it being plausible, just mm. that you can you can sort of get how, how, how that would happen in, yeah. in that universe. Whereas slashes in general, where there's just a, a serial killer who's, you know, a bit mad or, or mm. whatever the case is. I know later on they explain that um, uh, Mike Myers is, you know, a, a supernatural thing or some sort yeah. of manifestation of some, He's, uh, you know, power some or kind whatever. Of a, well, I'm trying to remember what it is that they try to they try to explain it away as now. But it, it's you like, know, as, as far as this film is a concerned, curse. A, 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 a curse. curse. Okay, <laughs> as far as this one's concerned, he's just a, a bit just loopy a, because yeah. he killed his sister as a child, and so he's just he's I just think he got was this. That's what, I, he that's what I prefer. Well, no, he, he's just got that killing gene, you know, whatever you want to call it, in him, and he's yeah. just he's a shark boy. And right? I don't and I don't buy it. I, I see that and I just go, Ugh, immediately my eyes roll and that's I just, fine, I can't yeah. enjoy this. This no, that's, isn't real. That's the that's thing with hor- like a lot of horror <laughs> Which, movies though. Like you can't really, it, most of them are hard to sit and be like, yeah, okay, I'd buy that. It's like, you kind of have to, it's yeah. like, it's why it's watching a horror movie or a slasher movie is exactly like watching wrestling. You need to suspend your disbelief <laughs> and just enjoy it for just what it is. Me over. That's um, actually <laughs> that's actually explained quite a bit. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it sounds like what you're after is, and I'm not saying because it ends up being done badly, but it sounds like what you're after is the sort of backstory and lore they throw into the Michael Myers character no, no, in no, the no, sequels, no, no. where like, no. hey, he's a spoop. I, I, the reason I bring that up is that John Carpenter also made The Thing, mm. which is another, it's not a slasher film, but it's kind of the same model. You know, people are getting picked off. And Alien has the same sort of thing. People are getting picked off. But and there's, there's, there's the monster. Mention is the Thing is one of the greatest movies ever put to cinema. That's correct. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> I'm not saying this is not a good film. And not I'm even, just saying the thing no, no, is really and, good. And not, and not even made that much that much uh, longer after Halloween. Yeah, no, I was um, I'm, I'm reading just about to... it. He actually, um, the person that he was like working with on the Halloween sequel, they like had a falling out because he used making the thing. And I think whatever he made afterwards, maybe Gangs of New York or something like that. Actually, no, that's not what it was. It was whatever when, when movie was he made after Escape the thing. from New York. Was Escape that in, from New York. Was that in between? Been, yeah, not Gangs in New York, okay. sorry. Yeah, so like they were meant to make Halloween 2 and he was like, okay, I'll make it if you let me make the thing. Ah. And then in like some meeting where the other guy wasn't in, he was like, okay, but I'm also going to make this movie first too, but don't tell him. <laughs> and then they had like a big what falling a out over it. Yeah, because he, he didn't want to make Halloween 2. He was like, no, okay. I don't want to do it. Like, yep. John Carpenter and I have the same birthday, I believe, many years apart. Is that why? <laughs> That's why he's a genius. <laughs> it all makes sense. No, so, so I wanted to bring up the distinction between suspense films in general and slashes specifically yeah. in that the thing is also also, also John Carpenter, also mm. a suspenseful film, and kind of arguably you know, in the framework the same thing, yet the thing is incredibly enjoyable. Mm. And Halloween just isn't for me. I, I, sure. I, get, I get bored but is, by is it the straight thing away. Like believable? It, no, it's not. <laughs> and that's and that's what I'm saying. That like like the Terminator and other mm. things, they're so far removed from reality. Yeah, like it's far they, enough away that you're like, okay, it doesn't need to be believable because it's so absurd. But yet, it, it can still be logically consistent in its mm. own universe, and you and you can understand that. Yeah, but you're not trying to. I, I think uh, Halloween and other films that just play the villain as being some mad killer, even Scream to a certain extent. Scream um, I can get along with more than this film because it has I know, charisma. I, and I know it's a satire of the genre in mm. general and it, yeah, it brought it back and all those things, but it's still kind of unenjoyable because it's sort of believable. Yeah. But then the second you start to see some holes in it, mm. my eyes immediately roll back and I just go, oh, Okay, so now the, the the writer is just making decisions, you know, that aren't a consequence of what would sure, happen yeah. in real life. He just wants to have the story go this way, and I know every yeah. story has that. It's, <laughs> it, <I'm, laughs> it's 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 a difficult thing to explain, mm. but when it's when it's too realistic, it's too unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. Yeah, I get you. I get you. 
Sorry, I started reading on The Thing. I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. It's Sorry. a great movie. <laughs> um, but Halloween, it's a, it's a spoopy boy with a, with a fun... We're going to trivia in general? Do, I mean, yes, okay, can I, can I please provide the one piece of trivia that everyone knows? Do. Okay, and, but I'll attach part that maybe not everyone knows. Maybe. So the mask that he wears, it's a William Shatner mask with the eyes cut out and spray painted white. Oh. That's the part that everyone does know. Mm. What originally they were looking at doing is actually having like a clown mask with bright red hair, which would be sort of like an emulation of when he's a little kid and he kills his sister. Oh. And they did it and it was really creepy, but for some reason they just they just weren't happy with it. And they ended up doing this mask that was like two bucks like mm. from a costume store, yeah. like a Star Trek mask and just spray painted it white, took out the eyes and it looked creepy as fuck. Well, speaking well, I think of- that's the way because like they- like the clown stuff would have been like scary, I guess. But I guess like what they were going for was that sort of like just faceless, mm. like spoop. Right. Because I guess they did refer to it, like the character itself was just like the shape. So like that face like works for that. And also just having the white mask like in the darkness being mm. seen. It's unsettling. Is, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, you, you'd think the scariest thing is something that you can't see, but it's also no, it's sometimes yeah. a little line. The thing that you can kind of see can be scarier because you can see it coming, but you just, your perception's not quite there to make you feel safe (laughs) enough. And that can work really well too. Well, John Carpenter had to be creative with the visuals uh, and how he, and how he set everything up because the budget for the film was tiny, 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 325,000 pittance. Half of that went towards the cameras, the Panavision cameras, just so it could have a a 2.35 to one aspect. Mm. Um, and have the and have the letterboxing, um, but s- the film was made on, on a shoestring budget, really, yeah. and it performed phenomenally. Mm. Like box office gross just in the US alone was forty seven million. That's great, and, and unfortunately, f- yeah. and unfortunately for the for the year seventy eight, there aren't worldwide figures for that. So, it, mm. and you know, since all the all the licensing and such, course, how much yeah. it, it, it would have made. Uh, yeah, terrific, um, terrific money spinner. Well, I mean, just prop wise, because I used to work at um, like a movie, uh, it was a pop culture store. We could buy movie memorabilia and stuff. We could order it in, and that two dollar William Shatner mask, spray painted white. If you want to get a replica of that from this movie, you're yep. spending between two to five hundred dollars on just that. Mm. Wow! Yeah, because it's it's the you know prop, no, not not a movie used prop, but a prop that would be movie of course. quality. Yeah, mm. and like that's the shit you get. Like it's yeah expensive. And yeah, and literally all they did was pay a dollar at a at a mask yeah. shop, and maybe a dollar for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they did a lot of other tricks like that. Um, oh, I have one. Yeah, top of my head, um, the house at the that he hides the main house, um, the one that's oh fuck, what do you call it? The one that he kills his his sister in, yeah. mm. and then gets abandoned. So yeah. that house was actually, it was either abandoned or just in horrible state. So what they actually did was they, re- weirdly in this order, they refurbished the house for the opening scene where the kid, young Michael Myers, kills his family and then tore it all back to make it look abandoned. No way. And filmed the rest of it, which seems yeah. like on a tight budget, you would just film out of order. But they obviously wanted it to be in a slightly different state of disrepair when it was okay. abandoned. It, but yeah, they actually repaired it you could control to then it break that, yeah. it down. Yeah. Incredible. Which it was only interesting because it was like you'd think the other way around would yeah. be like you just yeah. film everything out of order. Like you, ne- no one, fil- no, I get not no one, but you don't normally film in sequence you know, unless you have to for whatever you've reason. Got a, you've got a crew of carpenters, you know, buy the place, <laughs> do your filming, do it up. Are you <laughs> suggesting <laughs> that he he John Carpenter, so his whole family is carpenters? <laughs> <It's today? their laughs> is that what you just suggest? I'm saying. You've got a team of people who may or may not be carpenters. <laughs> you put their skills to use and maybe finance some other side projects. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that's all the trivia that I have. Oh, apart from, I only noticed this because um, it was pointed out on this YouTube channel. The pumpkin at the beginning, the the during the card, the title, um, the right the eye on our right hand side is carved to look like a silhouette of Michael's head. Oh. And the nose is a knife being held. Oh, yeah. um, okay. It's apparently it's apparently a lot more obvious in the in the the one that came out two years ago. Yeah, that that's meant to be him because they they recarved a little bit to look okay. a bit more like him. But apparently that was meant to be a side shot of his head and him yeah. holding a butcher's knife. So oh. worth a look next time you see it. I can't. I'm trying to find a still image of it. Actually, show you, but yeah. And now I'm out of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were no costumes. All the actors had their own clothes. There was just no no budget for any. 
Come as you are. Come as you are is <laughs> basically it. In fact, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis um, bought bought clothes for the for the thing. Yeah. Um, it was set in Illinois in in the autumn, of course, for Halloween, but it was shot in California in the spring. Yeah. So to make it look like autumn and all the leaves falling and such, they purchased paper leaves from a from a decorator, or a, a mm. wedding decorator, or something. And painted them the different yeah. colors of red and, and yellow, and reused them mm. for the for the shots. They would sprinkle them on the lawn whenever they mm. needed them, oh. and Very clever. <laughs> even paper leaves they they, yeah. they couldn't afford to double up on those. No, just yeah, collect just them, keep collect them. them back, and yeah, <laughs> back we go for the Pick next. Those for the up. Next we shot. need them later. Uh, Christopher Lee um, was originally up for the role of Loomis, mm. which went to mm. Don Don Pleasance. Pleasance yeah. Um, and he turned it down. He regretted doing that later on. Can imagine. Um, but originally he turned it down because of the low pay. Mm. Now, Don Pleasance shot for five days and took twenty thousand dollars for it, which that's, doesn't that's fair pay for four thousand four thousand dollars a day yeah. doesn't seem that low no. in nineteen seventy eight. But Christopher Lee wasn't what was exactly. He, what was he getting paid elsewhere? Well, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis for being the only got eight. Um, thousand dollars. I mean, I, mean, I know. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Loomis is a is a um, main character, but mm. arguably Laurie um, is yeah. the main the main workhorse of the film. Yeah. Scott um, pointed out to me, and I thought it was really funny. So Christopher um, Lee, obviously, yeah, turned down the role. He was regarding it as one of like his biggest career mistakes. Right. And somebody pointed out, like, yeah, the same Christopher Lee that starred in Police yeah. <laughs> Academy Seven, yeah, <laughs> Tripped to Moscow, whatever yeah. it is. I'm like, yeah. yep, this was this, this was, was the mistake. The <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, had he got it, he could have starred in Halloween four, five, and six, and seven, and eight, yeah. and nine. I actually really like Loomis. I mean, I've so seen so do I. He's a great character. Yeah, I haven't seen many of bits of the last ones. Like, this isn't my genre. Mm-hmm. But he's a good character actor in this film. As far as yeah. I can tell from what I've seen and read, his character gets a little bit stupid, but so does the plot, to be fair, like yeah. with all the cult shit. But he's a good – I like his performance. I think he just progressively loses his mind <laughs> with each film, so he does get a bit, <laughs> a bit loopy and a bit stupid. But, yeah, like you said, as does the, yeah. the plot. So. Yeah. It was uh, shot out of sequence, so in order to... Why did they fucking do the house then? <laughs> Motherfuckers. It was, it was shot out of sequence, and in order to help Jamie Lee Curtis sort of have a sense of where they are in the film, uh, John Carpenter had a fear meter constructed <laughs> <laughs> okay. to assist. I, no, it's it's kind of nice. You're right about a seven. Threat level midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. And, and we're spinning the fear wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the original script was titled The Babysitter Murders mm. and it took place over several nights. But one of the reasons why it was condensed down to one night, not just because it makes for a better story, was also budgetary mm. um, so that if everything takes place on one night, there are no costume changes. Yeah. Um, and I'd also read they just did like a search to see if anyone had registered a movie with the title Halloween and no one had ever done it. So they were oh, like, okay, we'll do that. That's really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Halloween yeah, released, yeah, we did it. <laughs> released at Halloween. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So that yeah, obviously out. needs to be one night as well. So it worked out well. And people love the film. It carries a 7.8 rating on IMDb. Less than The Thing, but of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's less. R- R- Rotten Tomatoes has 96% critical and 89% audience. Mm. So yeah, very well I think it's like one of the like few horror films that like Cisco and Ebert ever gave like a positive review to. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Like I was watching, it was like just a, a film about like the franchise and there was like a little excerpt like from like an episode of their show where they were talking about like just essentially how awful slasher films are. And they were just like, it's just devolved from everything that Halloween did really well. So it's like, yeah, weird that it's like, for, I mean, for the film that it is, it's not like gratuitous or anything like a lot of no. other slasher films are, but it is yeah, like sort of highly, highly regarded even by, by people who traditionally don't like those kind of films. I was watching a few um, reviews and commentaries on it. Mm. And one thing that kept on coming up is that, uh, Halloween isn't gory. Yeah, whereas, not at all. You know, it's slasher films are known for their yeah. for their gore. Halloween two is a lot gorier. Yeah, yeah. Well, well they, they I think they kind of pushed for it mm. because by that by that point, you know, Friday the Thirteenth and stuff was out. So like, we need to up it a little bit, I guess. These damn kids yeah. ruined the game for us. <laughs> the, there are a few things that really worked for Halloween, and that's that it it got the suspense right, mm-hmm. and it was it was shot on a budget so. John Carpenter had to be clever mm. uh, in in 
composing the film so that you got a lot of information without having to show a lot of effects or show a very yeah. elaborate uh, uh, shots. And even even the lighting was an issue because, you, you know, you can't afford all the lights, so you use the darkness to your advantage mm. and you get a lot of those shots of, you know, foreground, background, yeah. fuzzy, you know, mm. um, a white mask against a, against a shadow. It's very evocative. Mm. looks very well. It's a cheap movie that does not look cheap at all. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, we say this all the time. Like, How many times have we seen a movie where someone has, like, an unlimited budget and it's just kind of... But then you watch some of the has yeah, restraints that they have. Two monsters unleashed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that unlimited budget. <laughs> but then we see something where like someone's hands are a bit tied and they just have to work with what they have and it forces a different level of creativity. I mean, mm. my example is always community. Um, the seasons sure. in which Dan Harmon was a little bit more restrained by the studios tend to be funnier and a bit more consistent. Whereas then you watch like his Yahoo season, like his very final season where he kind of had carte blanche and it's not bad, but it's nowhere near as good as it was yeah, at its peak. Right. And it's because he had no restraints. And it's not, it's, it's I'm in two camps. Don't restrain the creators, <laughs> but also restrain Shame the creators. A bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you can, like just as an example off the top of my head, you can you can get around um, like censoring uh, regulations in a very creative way. You can, you know, unwittingly start memes just by trying to skirt uh, you know, swear words mm. and, and try and use euphemisms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got this script, you want to try and beat that. South Park is great. I know South Park does a lot of swearing, but they, they get away with a lot yeah. as well. Uh, and yeah, in... in uh, side note, that pandemic special is fantastic. I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> so good. Thank where, you for where is South Park available? Because um, I had to, I had to download it. Oh, was it? Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't. I think you can probably get it on like SBS On Demand or maybe... It used to be able to anyway. I don't know now. Right. I know so, it, it was briefly on Netflix here. I, I, I think saw it the other oh, day, but I don't know how season twenty three. Yeah. Okay. God, I so do also think because it used to be on Hulu as well, which is where I would watch okay. it. Okay. But I think they've now gone exclusive to maybe HBO Go. I think in right. the US, which I'll be getting, mind you, when the Justice League comes out. Yeah. I'll be paying for it for two months. I don't know. I, I <laughs> very I'm legally obtained the <laughs> pandemic special. Yep. But in but in having to. In having rules that you're trying to get around mm. and being a bit of a smart ass in how you get around them, that can, you know, create a lot of yeah. interesting, uh, you know, memes essentially mm. of, of uh, that that carry on through the through the show. They become running gags through through, through the mm. show. So good stuff. Like I said, and, and there's nothing. We're never going to criticize something for being low budget. Unless they, unless they it, overreach, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> it. Unless it's obvious, if you if you mask it, well done. Mm. Was, if you don't, then what did you really do? <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of um, the YouTube channel um, Dead Meat. They do yeah, this, the Kill too. Count show. Great hosts, great stuff. I've talked about it for a variety hour, thousands of times. Shout out James for my current shutter uh, trial. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Thanks for the code. Um, but they, he just reviewed the original Invisible Man movie. Not the, oh, I he, saw that pop up this morning. I didn't have time to watch it. It's incredible what they actually can do, given when that film actually came out. I'll try to find the date because it was like it was really early on. It's like thirty yes, three like or like something, isn't it? And the actual um, effects that they, the stuff that they were able to trick through and do, given that they're making a freaking film about an invisible person in the thirties, is like Jordan and I would struggle to put our heads together now with our fucking computers and digital <laughs> to work out how to do this. We'd be like, I think we need to own something green. I don't know. Like, but they did it all without that. And it's, yeah, like they wanted to have like, the, the one shot he showed us was um, just show that the footprints appearing in the snow as he's walking. But obviously they can't digitally remove someone walking because they don't have sure. the technology. Mm. And it was literally a case of underneath the snow, they would have like footprints that they would okay. pull out. Because yep. wow. it was like, and it would simulate the foot going onto yep. it. And it was just like the things you have to do when you just don't have mm. the technology. And wow, I don't, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which film it was. Um, I was watching a documentary just on this, you know, filmmakers making, um, you know, cheap tricks. To do it, Steven Spielberg in one of his earlier films, um, you know, there's a scene where uh, some gr group of people are being you know, shelled by mortars or something. It's a it's a war mm -hmm. movie, um, and they're just running along. And to 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 film that, <clears throat> what they did was they just got uh, uh, a plank of wood that was resting on a on a rock or something, put a little bit of dirt on 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 the bottom side, and as people ran over it, they flung the dirt up, 
and you just play a, a mortar shell falling and the explosion sound and you see the dust come up and right. yeah. that's it. You've got your explosion. That's great. Yeah. There was this, um, oh, I forget his actual name. The guy that directed Shazam, he was a horror movie director before. He did Lights Out. I just can't remember his name off my head. Mm. Um, but he's got a YouTube show where he'll just shows you how to get around yes. making mm. film yes. stuff with no budget. And he, like, Actually, yeah, I remember, I think you showed me that. Well, because he made a fucking dolly, but he mm. made it using like, um, like toilet paper rolls and stuff. Well, no, yeah. no, no, like um, gift like, wrapping rolls right. and stuff. Yeah. To get a camera to be able that you can almost use like a steady camera, but on a track to draw back to do certain shots. And he's just like, this is just how you make it if you're just filming at home and you don't want to spend, you know, you want to spend like 50 bucks on some cardboard mm. yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what he did for some of his like independent films. He's like, yeah. motherfucker. Like, he had like <laughs> genius fucking, like things. full like tracking shots just on like PVC pipes. Yeah, exactly. Like With, it's like, so clever. $2 wheels. So so creative, um, and I always appreciate more that from like the problem solving. Like, yes. yeah, it would be great to be like, okay, we need to film a shot that looks like this, and this is and like apart from the camera, we just have everything that's around us to our disposal. <laughs> well, what is it? And you're like, wow, what can you do? Yeah. Whereas in Hollywood, they'd be like, well, no, we our cameras on a a moving arm. Mm. <laughs> you just like, yeah, we've got around. four people to operate it, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and a catering team to handle them, and. Which really yeah. makes you appreciate jobs like this movie. This this movie didn't do anything insane, but they had such a limited scope of what they could actually pick from, and they fucking they they nailed it. Like it's nailed it just from that standpoint. It's impressive. Oh, and also the Invisible Man film talking about was thirty three. Okay, so yeah, like I said, like very old. It is obviously it's black and white. Like it's it had no right to have <laughs> a character on screen that wasn't actually there, but they did it, and it's good shit. And thank goodness John Carpenter had a success because then he could go on to make The Thing and Escape from New York. Yes. The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Thing is amazing. Actually, Don Pleasance, again, the, the president in um, Escape from New York. Oh, he is too. Yeah. Well, there you go. I was just thinking when we mentioned him before, I was trying to remember like what else I've seen him in. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. He's, he's surely dead by now, right? Yes, unfortunately. So. Oh, he died in 95. Yeah. Yeah, age. Oh, of course, yeah, because he wasn't in. Yep, I can remember now. Yeah. I think he's, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been maybe number six. I think he actually passed away shortly after they shot that film and they went back to do a lot, like some reshoots and stuff and obviously he wasn't there. And there's like a few scenes in the film where like a lot of the dialogue is just really stunted between himself and another character and it's because it was shot after he passed. If I'm Aww. thinking of the right one, it's also there's like the hooded cult figure. Yeah, that's that the same one. does a lot of stuff in shots to make certain things happen that I think were meant to be him. From yeah. my I'm trying to remember. It was the one with Paul Rudd. It was number six, yeah. yeah. Curse, yeah. Um, all right, any more trivia? Or do we want to... I mean, this is only a short plot, so I'm happy to go through more trivia if we have it, just because the plot is... It, it's five kills in the whole movie. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not your atypical go crazy. That's yeah. it for trivia. Don't really have to go too in depth. It is what it is. Okay, well... We start on Halloween night, I guess, right? That's safe to say. Sixty something, um, and a bunch of horny kids. Nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> no, no, this is firstly his sister. I don't think she was that horny. She was very young. <laughs> Michael may have been horny. Her titties were out. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's yeah. So it starts in nineteen sixty-three. Um, we start the shot with a really cool POV of just young Michael Myers walking through the house, getting the knife. He's wearing the whole thing's done through his mask. He's wearing a little clown mask, and. Yep, kills his sister, gets caught by his parents, police come, <laughs> and then he, he jumped, what, 20 years later, is it? 15. 15? So how old would he have been? He'd be 20, early 20s, I guess, because he yeah. would have been like, what, maybe like six or seven? Yeah, yeah thereabouts. Um, anyway, he's been studied by Dr. Loomis at this facility somewhere, but doesn't matter because he's escaped, <laughs> right? That's uh, It's the night before Oops. Halloween when we come yeah. back, and- Effectively, it's just like a Michael turning up, stalking the people that are living. Yeah, it's creepy. It's really, it's really well, well mm. done. How he's, uh, uh, how he does stalk them. He, you know, there's the implication that even if you can't see him in the scene, he's he's, around, he's watching yeah. and 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 knows exactly yeah. where his victims are, and then goes after them. Yeah, there is a great shot, I think, maybe of either. Um, the police chief or it might be Loomis where like they're in like the central like frame of the shot and you if you look for it you can see Michael like drive the car behind oh, them. <laughs> right, okay. Um yeah, so Michael rocks up. Loomis is pretty sure he knows what's gonna happen. 
He's trying to you know, get shit knows sorted. how to drive despite being in a <laughs> hospital for 15 years. Yep. And he's quite good at it. Yeah. And then it's Halloween night and he uh, Actually, kills five I, people. I, <laughs> I watched a few reviews um, after, the, after the film just to... Uh, Get get yeah. a sense of where it was because it's not it's not my sort of sure. genre and maybe somebody else would say something. I came across the the pitch meeting um, uh, review of, oh, of, yeah. of Halloween, yeah. <laughs> uh, and just on the driving cars, he, he says there, yeah, that's all right. They they acknowledge that in the film, and that's fine. They they acknowledged it. We can move on now. We don't have to explain <laughs> how he how he does it. The film knows he doesn't know how to drive a car, and that's fine. He can just drive a car now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think there's Just like a... Don't worry about it. <laughs> there's like a little throwaway line where like someone says to Loomis, like maybe someone gave him lessons in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they have like a driver's ed program in their rec time or something. Yep, that's right. He never talked. <laughs> maybe maybe this was something that was going to you know motivate him to talk. <sighs> Maybe. No, yep. no, it was just another failed attempt at getting him to, and now he knows how to drive. Great. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we should rethink those... Uh, those butchering classes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, there's no. It's an hour and a half film or so. It's very short. There's like it's very less digestible. Than half a dozen kills. Yeah, it's 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 not like it's you know difficult to watch. No. It's just for me, it's difficult to enjoy. Sure, I guess I want to highlight, but not maybe, because it's bad, just because it's not subject matter yeah. that I'm particularly interested in. Yeah, I liked one of the kills in particular when he staples the guy, or staples stabs <laughs> the guy to the wall yeah. so hard that his body is held up by the knife. That's pretty cool. That's a I classic. Mean, um, and then I like the iconic thing where he rocks up in the, the ghost costume with the glasses mm. over the top. It's not even creepy. It's sort of goofy. I guess it's kind of creepy, but it's like goofy creepy. Yeah. And it's just a really interesting thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm entertained at this stage. It's, sure. I don't know. I feel like it's there's just not that much to say. And it's not the film's fault. For me, it's purely because... And it's just so, like it's so simple. Yeah, because like, you can't really go too in depth unless you like just go through every beat of the film. And like, I guess it's because everything this film's done, we've also seen done hundreds mm. of times after. That's it. Like maybe it's the better, ca- maybe it's worse. The catalyst for thousands of lesser films. Like, what's the first <laughs> knock knock joke? I don't. No one even knows. Yeah. I would assume maybe somebody knows. But that's my point. Is but how many knock knock jokes are there? Mm. Millions. Should there be? No. <laughs> but there are. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good and tense. I, I'd be more curious to see how this formula holds itself up for like the newer one, the 2018 one, because I'm sure with modern sensibilities, it would feel a lot more engaging and maybe a bit more scary for me. But I think even I, as- I, I do really recommend that film. Like if you enjoyed this one, it, it is like, it's different, but it has the same sort of sensibilities where it's not, not like overly trying to be like a modern horror film. Like it does, it does, it, it's a Halloween film. Like, because yeah. the way that this one's laid out is that it is, you know, it has those like really tense sort of moments. It all flows really nicely. It's not like a real like jump scary, chop chop, like cuts everywhere kind of modern horror film. It, it is really good. So yeah, if you liked this one, I would definitely recommend watching it. Yeah, I, I just have to, I always think then like, because this one obviously was well loved in its time, but then watching back, it feels really quaint and, mm. and outdated. It in does a sense. feel like a 70s film. I always think like, well, with the modern one, which is probably a lot faster and a lot more, how do I put this? Rubbish. It's a lot better <laughs> as well. I do wonder how that would also feel another 40 years from now. We're going to mm. watch that and be like, oh, I can't believe that movie was so slow because we'll yeah. be watching movies like Tenet where everyone speaks at one and a half speed or some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And you still won't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm always curious to see, I have the idea, but I'm, I'm mm. not going to live long enough to have uh, 40 years. You might be. <laughs> Don't tell yourself short, Seb. You're that's, in. You're in fine health. You think you're going to live two forty? <laughs> that's exactly. There's a lot of. Is that your goal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the amount of people that might want to strangle me between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. It just fits like like with Andrew. For me, it's not. It's just not my cup of tea. And I wish it was for the sake of the review. But I can't pretend <laughs> to. I mean, sorry, I can't pretend to love something that I don't. Wow, isn't horror great? <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. Like if this was the thing, this would be a seven hour episode <laughs> of me talking about all the intricacies and all the things that this could have been this and could have been that. And that's not to say the thing is better. It is better, but I'm not, but that's not the cause <laughs> for me. It's just, it has so much more going yeah. on than yeah. there's more There's a lot more to talk about. Um, that's the thing, even as the, as the horror fan at the table, like I do love the film, but I don't have a lot to say about it because it's, it's very simple. It just, it is what it is. It's mm. like a classic for the genre. 
it definitely, you know, sort of started off, well, I guess Psycho came first, but really it set a lot of the, the tone and the tropes and stuff for a lot of the slasher films that would follow. But even then, I'd argue Psycho had more going on. Oh, definitely. Um, and I mean, um, yeah, maybe somebody wants to have the argument of Carpenter versus Hitchcock. That's somebody else's argument. I don't really care. Prison rules or? <laughs> yes. No. Hitchcock. He's bigger, but he's also, didn't Hitchcock, wasn't he a draft dodger? Or is mm. Carpenter? He's a carpenter, you see. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Um, so he knows where the bodies are buried? He knows <laughs> what hammer to use, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, we don't have to beat a dead horse then. We can jump to verdicts unless there's this particular scene that anyone, like I said, I, I those those two were my favourite kills, mm. like pinning against sure. the wall. That was good, but yeah. To be honest, there's no scenes that I don't like. So yeah. my favourite scene is the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just him driving the car. We'll highlight that as the best moment of the film. But yeah. um, I, ripping, when Michael's ripping skids, that's the best. <laughs> that would be great. We can't find him. He's just in this car park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll head to verdicts. It's fine. If it's you're if you're a fan of the genre, you know this film. Yep. And you don't need us to tell you it's That's it. good. It's very much like said said very much on the the Mount Rushmore of horror films. It's a a classic. If you like horror films, I don't know why you wouldn't like it. It pretty much started the genre that you like, so you know it has that going for it. Uh, if you don't like horror films, listen to Seb and Andy. It's fine. <laughs> if you do, listen to me. It's great. Great film. Classic. This is I a, sorry. I'll say this is a weird comparison to make, but just throwing it back to our most recent review from now where we did Tenet, it raises a question for me. Would I rather a simple film that does what it does as well as it can or a complex film that maybe doesn't hit 10 out of 10s, but it asks more questions of the audience. And for me, it's like it legitimately, I, I don't know where I fall on that because this film is more consistently made than Tenet, but Tenet engaged me in a way mm. that's incomparable to this. Yeah, And I don't know, I don't know where I fall because this film never once asked me to think, but it did, it, mm. it did a better and more consistent job whereas Tenet didn't, but it made me and it engaged me. And it's, I honestly don't know. It might probably just a mood thing. Right now I'm feeling more, <laughs> right now I'm feeling more in the, in the tenant camp. Like I'd rather be engaged than, than neglected in a sense. Sure. But who knows tomorrow I might be like, no, I just want the thing to be right. You know, <laughs> I just want the best version of what you got. Um, but that's not to say this is bad. It's not, it's great for what it is, but for what it is, it's just, it's a- Very simple and doesn't ask anything of you. Yeah. Doesn't make you think. And maybe, I mean, sometimes you're in the mood for that. Sometimes you just yeah. want to put a movie on to have noise in the background. And I mean, if, if you, you decide if to you, watch, it, you're happy. Sounds like seagulls. If you want to think, put on like five through eight and ask yourself <laughs> why? why. Why have you done this? Why are you doing this? Why do you continue to do this? Yep. I'm just I'm making dinner and playing the Saw movies. <laughs> What's hey, I don't like the Saw movies. It's not my genre, but no. even they will ask more of you. Wow, there's intellectual a lot going on, yeah. especially when you get pretty deep into that series. You've got to do a lot of thinking. I don't want well, it. they they try and make it puzzles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Halloween is is not a puzzle. It's very straightforward. It's a it's a guy hunting down people. We don't even really get a reason for why. You pick these particular people, He's other than their, their family and well, yeah. they doing the family. Sec- you're doing the no, second they're, film. they're not. But <clears throat> yeah, well, I suppose once once the series goes on. But I mean, yeah. this film in particular, it doesn't try and explain it. It just says this is what's going on, and people are. Did we touch on that? That she's family and not family, depending on what timeline you follow. She's what the no, adopted. We actually we didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah. So there's a certain timeline where Laurie is Michael's adopted sister. I think, yeah. I think adopted sister, yeah. But then she's not, depending on, it literally depends on yeah. what, from, for movie one, it depends on what order you yeah. travel where in, you go. whether she is or isn't, or whether she pretended to be in one. It's just, so it's a, one, one through six, I think. Yes, family. Yep. Resurrection onwards, no. And then the new one. And then the new one, no. But regardless of what the relationship is, it's not, you know, important. Oh, it's not film. imperative what, to enjoying this yeah. film, no. It's actually, I think it's actually creepier <laughs> that it's just some random person yeah. that he's pinpointed rather than this family yeah. window. Yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah. I think the random selection is scarier than I'm coming after my sister. Yeah. I think if the only thing you do is watch this film to appreciate how a film can be good and made on a budget, mm. 
maybe you're not doing it, you know, the justice that it deserves from somebody who likes, you know, the slasher film and can appreciate it like that. But I certainly don't think it's a bad film. It's not something I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, but it's good for what it is, and my goodness, you know, to make a film off that little money yeah. that looks it's this impressive good, in and of itself. that's so impressive. Mm. Sweet. Well, I guess we'll be back on Monday. We, I can't tell you guys what we're doing on next Monday because we've Do actually- we not know yet? <laughs> no, I, I worked it out during this because we had to move things around because of all the theatrical releases that were cancelled. Until Christmas. Christmas is the only movie between now and then that has not changed. We have eight slots to fill. So we'll work that out oh with Mike. But I was going to hold you guys back after we finish this one so we can work out what the hell we're at least doing for t- <laughs> next fortnight. But um, yeah, we've got eight slots. And I'm like, well, there are seven Tremors movies. But no, 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 no. <laughs> that's a joke. We're not doing that. Um, but let, let's do socials and then we'll have a secret meeting afterwards and we can work it out. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter at JordanMSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Our website is secondtakepodcast.com or shoot us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Hell, if you have an idea for what we can cover between now and then, send it through, but I guarantee you we're fixing it in this meeting and it's going to be done and you can't stop us. We also have a Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash secondtake. Um, yeah, we'll be back on Monday with um, something good. I, a film. It's probably good because why would we? Why would we pick something bad to review? Why would we do that? Smurfs. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.